0: I'm Don Richards of Menaki USA, with proof that a good 35 millimeter camera need not cost $300. That's why I've reserved 100,000 new Menaki 35 EZs with free Kodak film for promotional distribution to the public at an astounding $20 each. Start with the 35EZ's rugged body. Add a quality lens with f-stop exposure and hot shoe mount for flash. Tripod socket, lens cap, case, and strap are included too. And every Menaki features a seven-year limited warranty. We might lose money now, but at $20, 100,000 satisfied customers will help us beat the competition cold. Here's how to get your 35EZ. To order, use your credit card and call toll-free 1-800-441-1234 or send $20 plus 385 shipping, handling, and special insurance to Monaco USA, Box 1879, Murray Hill Station, New York, New York. Sorry, free Kodak film not available to COD customers.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Episode 3 of New York's Got Talent, the podcast. Uh, I'm very excited uh, today to have three of my favorite photographers, street photographers, I can't, I can't say you're my favorite photographers because it, Rude. it's a political thing. It's going to hurt way too many feelings.
2: I don't know if I'd say I'm a street photographer, though.
1: That's true. What is street photography? But that's something that we can address in this that. podcast. But I would consider you guys some of my favorite, <laughs> uh, favorite <laughs> photographers. I'm right. just going to go out and say it. Your no no shade alright. to anybody else uh, who I'm friends with who um, are also photographers. I love you as well, but these are three of my favorites. Um, wow. yeah, I'm uncomfortable I'm getting and religious. me talking about them as photographers won't do it justice. So, um, I'm going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you their names and then I want you to pull up your Instagram and I want you to, to look at their work and, um, that's, a, that should be sufficient. Um, so first we have Daniel Arnold. Hello. Um, God, I, I love this guy so much. He's looking me right in the eye. We have Andre Wagner. Yo. We have... Oh, I should should say your Instagrams, huh? Daniel Arnold's Instagram is Arnold underscore Daniel. That's right. Andre Wagner's Instagram is Dre Photo. Photo Dre. Photo Dre. (laughs) And then we have Jessica Lehrman, a.k.a. Jesse Rocks. J-E-S-S-I-E, Rocks. So go check out their work. We'll have a moment of silence. So you have a sufficient amount of time to look at their work, their entire catalog. Mm-hmm. This is where Ryan will play some music for you guys to. Um, so now that you've had the, the time to look at their work, uh, we're gonna have a nice little dialogue. And you might learn some things, you might not. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it'll be fair to say that, we, that we're all going to have a great time. Oh, great. So I'm going to kick things off by asking uh, one of your least favorite questions. What is your favorite photograph of all time?
2: Of ours or of, of in yours, the of world. yours, of yours. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> oh my god! What a shitty question! right? What a shitty question! See, the thing about first. you guys is, you have a favorite f- photograph, but for whatever wish. reason, you do. But for whatever reason, yeah, what, for whatever reason, you don't. You don't want to tell me, because it's not good for your brand. But you know what?
2: Why would that be bad for our brand?
1: I don't know. I asked. I remember I asked Daniel this once, and he looked at me like I was a fucking idiot. I don't have that face. And if I were you, I would have a favorite photograph. I, I know what my favorite photograph
3: of yours is. Well, let's hear it. Even though I already, you already know, know it. What is it? It's the one of the guy with the coloring book on the train, yeah?
1: Yep. He's got an eye patch on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's coloring a
3: picture of a gorilla. Yep. <coughs> and there's some 50s-looking old guy. Give
4: him a crazy eye. Mm-hmm. Cell phone picture. I also love... iPhone 4.
1: I also love the... Really? iPhone 4? Mm-hmm, maybe.
4: Why is that <laughs> one of your <laughs> favorites? I don't... I don't I f- like I, don't, know I don't think I know this. It's image.
1: old. Um, why is that one of my favorite photos? That's a great question. Because we should pull it up right now. Offensive. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's just—it's a great—it's a great visual. Um, I also really like the 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 photo you took of the old lady in the wheelchair carrying the two dolls. Oh yeah, I love mm. that photo. That one. I remember you told me. um that was your, your twisted Norman Rockwell photo. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you have so many photos that I love. Everything from track. the Met Gala. <coughs> Shout out Daniel Arnold for uh, bringing me to the Met Gala with him this oh year. Yeah. You went? Yeah.
2: I didn't know that.
3: Sorry, everybody else. Wow. Well, they, <laughs> needed, they needed an iPhone <laughs> just photographer. Just off, man. They
1: needed an iPhone you're photographer.
2: You're an iPhone photographer?
1: Yeah. You didn't know that about I me? I mean,
2: I know you're a photographer. I, just, I didn't know that was like a title.
1: Yeah, well phone man. That's what that's mm-hmm. what Vogue considers me To be an iPhone photographer
2: Didn't you get a camera?
1: Yeah, I did, but I gave it up Because I couldn't be as good as you guys Wow I okay. felt like every photo I was taking Was like a poor man Arnold Daniels photo
3: Me? Yeah you trying to say I'm rich? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true Courtesy laughter It's true You look at any wow. of my photos that I took That I posted on my Instagram And they're all shitty versions of Arnold Daniel photos
4: that just means you had to keep going. Yeah.
2: You just gave up so quick.
1: Nah. I just, I can't. Kids
4: these days. It's true. I also,
1: I also feel, I feel kind of like a, like a, a poser for only shooting digital. What? You know, like all you guys are. Sh- mm, you
2: no, no. Nope. But you're, you cr- <laughs> <laughs> but you crush it. It's nah, like. Nah. Okay. I started in film. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm fine with being an iPhone matter. photographer. It doesn't matter. No, I'm it over no it. Difference. I mean, I have I have the digital camera and I'll use it, you know, for like events and situations where I want to take a lot of photographs. Um, you know, I want like that sharpness or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't mind being an iPhone photographer. And because I am an iPhone photographer, I got invited to the Met Gala. So I can't mm. complain. And that was that was a very, very fun time. Thank you for that. Um, but anyway, what were we talking about? Yeah, favorite photos.
3: <coughs> I don't know. I re- I I'm not lying to you. I don't know.
1: Really?
4: What about I about you, Andre? Why are you pointing at me? No, you <laughs> finish your sentence. Uh,
3: I don't. Know. I mean, like, honestly, this is this seems like a lie. But like, I don't care about the old ones.
0: Mm.
3: I just I'm a sicko. I want to make new ones. Sure. I care much more about the next thing than the last thing. I don't know. I lose track. There's look. There's so much. There's so much, and so much of it is ends up being bad. And so you know, it's just the the process that I like.
1: Right. What about you, Andre? I mean, I'm my favorite photo of yours? Oh no, you're about to answer. No, that. go <laughs> ahead. No, go, no you What's first. What's your favorite photo? No, you're first. No, What's
4: I first? I just I'm piggybacking off of Daniel. I mean, the whole like he's saying the process. That's we're so much junkies. of it. It's just like you're moving forward. It's <coughs> It's tough. I mean, it's like you're freezing time, but then it's like, you, okay, on to the next. Right. It's hard to, to be like, oh, this is my favorite picture because right. it is. It's like you want to just keep making.
1: Do you guys have any of your own photos hanging up in your apartment?
4: Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but which in ones? C- to, in d- multiple ways, though. I have some. I mean, I have some like hanging up in my living room, but hopefully, people come by and like, oh, I want to buy this. <laughs> oh gosh. <gotcha. laughs> but then in my little workspace, you know, it's just like my studio, so it's just like all kinds of photos right like just current projects trying to figure out what the hell you're doing right
1: mm. jesse oh i thought maybe we would just skip over me i no. was very excited about that you kn- <laughs> you know what my favorite photo of yours is you mean yourself yes <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> for those for I those who don't that? know so jesse and i met in 2015 um, it was 2015 wasn't, wasn't it, Dece- it was december 2015 earlier. hey what about derek what about derek you're hanging Derek is gonna. Here. Derek. Derek Beckles is in the building. Um, he's gonna be on on a future podcast for sure. But
3: let's let's speak to Derek for a let's second. A little tease of his future. Uh <laughs> Derek.
1: Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Derek Check. Beckles Check. in the building. <laughs> of mostly for millennials, totally for tween- teens um, Very funny guy. I highly recommend you watch. Mostly for millennials, it is a h- hilarious show. Um honestly one of my favorites of this year. Uh that in succession. Um what's going on, Derek? Uh
0: I'm like I'm uh I'm how would you this. make this podcast I'm interesting?
1: Derek, this. do you have a I favorite mean, photo that you've ever taken? I mean
0: I'm not in the same arena as you. But I'm
1: have you ever taken a photo that that your favorite photo? Do you have a favorite photo?
0: Yeah, I have a few here, let me show you
1: i us see. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I brought like 500 with me. Um, I, yeah, I think like me, if I take a photo, like, if I fluke something off, uh, that's what excites me because I have no idea what I'm doing at the time. I mean, I like taking pictures. Mm. I like photography, but I don't, I would never claim that I am like great at it. Mm. So if I, if I fluke something off, I'm like excited. Yeah. Flick something I, off. I, what what fluke, 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 oh. fluke, fluke. Can I? I, I have a
3: question. Yeah. Uh, of Andre and Jesse, do both of you? Did you feel that way at some point? Like, oh, if I fluke something off, that's great. But what I'm not a fluker. I, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. What, that means. <laughs> what does that mean? Is sorry, that Canadian? Cause Cause that's what happened Canadian. to me. It's just like, no, yeah, like if, Oh, like, oops! It, I got a great photo. Yeah,
0: I got oh, it's like, like an accidental. Oh my god! Th- like all the stars aligned. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah definitely. I think that's
3: right. how I ended up here. You're the king of accidents. Oops. Yeah. And now it's like I'm addicted to the oops. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. That's what it's got to feel like.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, then you try to perfect the oops, but so then it's not oops anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not exciting. It's still
3: got to look like oops.
1: I feel like For a lot of your photographs have to be accidents, right? Uh, like some of the shit that you see in your photos. Because your photos have so much going on. Well, you know, I like only in the take background like
3: and one out of five. What do you mean? I outsource. I've got huh? a bunch of... Uh, <laughs> was that a joke that didn't hit? <laughs> a joke. I don't joke. This is a podcast. Oh, right. This is the serious podcast. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I mean, oops is, uh, is a way of putting it. I think but it goes back to the same thing I said before. Is it's like this ritualistic thing where I'm, you know, never not doing this job. So, oops is a, a word for coming upon something unexpected and being ready with a camera mm-hmm. just because I always have one in my hand. And then, you know, it, it always feels like a little bit of a miracle when something goes right. Cause, right. Because, you know... All the time in between is kind of spent waiting for that. Right.
0: And you But you said something amazing, which is like if you try to perfect oops, then you're kind of betraying yourself, right? In a I
2: weird mean, way. It, yeah, if if you're surviving on the excitement of, you know, the magic of oh my god, this happened. <laughs> um when I personally like now that I feel like I don't have that anymore, it's not as um magical.
0: You're too good for oops.
2: No, it's like <laughs> the whole like oops wow this aperture i didn't know it would do that this is so crazy i love that that doesn't really happen to me right
0: anymore. But, but the moments are sometimes the moments themselves like what the universe like, throws yeah. at you is could be surprising spontaneous yeah. Can feel yeah.
2: like i guess i never think of it that way especially like with your photos i never think of your photos as being oops i think of them as being like the opposite of like you were in a right place at the right time and you thought about it and like you have this magical eye that like you can see when there's a lot of things happening at once and you take the photo right then i think of that as being like much more calculative than like oops
3: yeah hmm. well in a way it is in a way it's not
0: because yeah. you have to distill it right i mean in that moment
2: yeah.
3: yeah well and you just get better and better at being ready yeah and like paying attention and i don't know deciding being crazy enough to decide that you know all of your brain power in your resting time Mm -hmm. is going to go to still waiting for things to happen
1: yeah what's
4: your what's your best
1: oops moment andre Scoop
4: i mean they're always (laughs) kind of like oops i think Mm -hmm. especially with the with the camera because it's like i can't just look and see like how it is it's just going right and you shoot everything on film correct yeah you don't even have a digital camera No. I mean, I think I have like a Mark II that is probably really... That you never use. No.
1: Segway. Does that... Do you have problems getting work because you only shoot in film? Maybe. Mm. No. Like, have you ever had opportunities where they were like,
4: we need this digital, we need it right right away? No. No? I mean, I probably... They'll be like, oh, we need this tomorrow, but I'll still shoot film. Right. Well, wow. th- the the <laughs> thing about
1: you, the thing that about you guys is, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like people go to you for what you do, right? Yeah. Um, like I feel like no one's gonna hire a Daniel Arnold for something that's not Daniel Arnold. And the same goes for Andre Wagner. The same goes for Jesse. Yes Rearman. and
4: no, because it also will hope that there's editors <laughs> that can like see you in a situation that other people might not think. Mm-hmm. And so you know. Right but i mean i don't know and It'd be d-
1: boring if you
2: only got assignments and work sorry um that were completely based on your style that you've done in the past i mm. think like i feel like you both get assignments that i'm like wow, well, that was interesting that you got picked for it, and it makes sense and it's like pushes you to something new and different that i wouldn't have thought of
3: well if but. you want to tie all that into oops I could do it okay which is that you know you say that you can't perfect oops and that you miss the that magic feeling mm-hmm. and I think that that in my in my uh, trajectory whatever you want to call it uh, that that feeling that like spontaneity that miraculous thing gets preserved by the fact that I have sort of stumbled into being a photographer for pay where I'm being put in a situation where I'm not necessarily comfortable or confident. Hmm. And so I I bring in whatever muscle memory and instinct I have from walking every day, but I don't go in with any idea of how I'm gonna succeed. And I have to like find my way out of this mess and ends up being that like the variables that arise because you're in an uncomfortable place, you know, uh, out of your comfort zone, end up manufacturing that kind of like first day feeling again.
2: That's magical. That's awesome.
3: That's how I feel about it.
2: You're such a writer. I love how you talk. You're so good at
4: talking.
1: (laughs) I did tell him to be very serious during this podcast. I don't think
2: anyone is being serious.
1: Um, Listen, how deep my
3: voice is. Are you kidding
1: me? (laughs) You you getting into photography was, was kind of an oops moment, correct?
3: Uh, I mean we could we could play it that way yeah I mean I've I've. <laughs> you haven't been doing this way. for
1: as long as some people might think
3: right I've also been doing it longer than you would think but just not in a way that uh, anybody knew about or cared about or was worth being seen by anybody
1: right but professionally you've been doing it for five years yeah and how did you get into that
3: uh, it just got into me <laughs> I uh,
0: bars <laughs> 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 it's true <laughs> <laughs> bars and paws <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, I suppose that was a little pause. Uh, I don't know. I was just, I was just uh, kind of fanatically doing it. I was always really into it, and it, uh, and then uh, you know, and you were working at Nickelodeon, correct? I was working at Nickelodeon and, and taking uh, photos as a hobby, or yeah. Well, and as like a, a sanity measure, mm. uh, like taking photos in meetings, taking <laughs> photos just to like get through the drudgery. And uh, I mean we're gonna have to say the i-word at some point uh instagram enters the world and i got on there at kind of a, a before the tipping point of of it being a significant part of our world and uh it just worked out it just i had all this momentum all of a sudden i got i got kicked off for posting a topless picture i mean it's an old story at this point that i don't care about but uh
1: well, not everyone—not everyone, not everyone p- listening knows. So, can you I can you tell me in this. 20 seconds?
3: Yeah, I, it just it just worked. It just there was a natural audience. I mean, I've been working creative jobs for 10 years in New York, so I had this sort of just uh, de facto network of friends. So, you know, when I had something interesting to show, it kind of went to all the right people the first day, which. Uh, I don't know, it just caught on, Mm -hmm. it just worked. It was just a really natural extension of my personality because it was never ambitious, it was never, uh, it was never supposed to be this. It was just this natural extension of my personality. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, that was a really good match for Instagram before Instagram knew what it was. And uh, you know, suddenly I was just super burnt out at this weird job where I didn't belong and I had all this momentum going in this sort of unexpected venue. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know what should I do. I'll uh, just quit my job and see what happens, with a lot of uh, you know, pushing and prodding from people who knew what they were talking about. But, and but it yeah, was, was
1: wasn't it Tim Barber who kind of told you? Tim
3: was a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, Tim was someone who was like, oh, well, obviously this guy knows. If I could do a thing, he'll, you know, he's done it. Right. Uh, but there and you know there were a few other voices of encouragement in there. I was working for a guy named Grant Cornett who was very helpful. I had. you know, other champions in the world, Susan Winget. uh, I mean, as soon as I start saying names, I start feeling guilty because I'm sure there's stuff that I'm not going to think of in the moment. But it was just like a very kind of inviting safety net uh, begging me to jump out of this life that was just a bad match. What year was this? 2013. And what was your first paid gig? Uh, It was a miracle, actually. I, I quit my job so impulsively that... I like quit on a Friday and on Monday it really I had the thought like, oh, I d- it didn't occur to me that I was gonna have to yeah, pay rent. I don't mm. like my job. Uh, no. so I had this panic Monday. I don't think I'm gonna go. And anymore. I looked at Facebook.com. It's not gonna go. Uh, <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: and there was a oh, post <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> There was a post from this from Grant Cornett, who was a guy who I whose photo whose photos I had liked for a long time, who I'd written about on this goofy self indulgence blog that I had for a while. Uh, and he had posted that he needed an assistant. And I was like, well, I'm, you know, I have a problem. Maybe this is a solution. So I wrote him. I was like, I have no idea how to be an assistant, but I'm, I'm nice. I can I, never imagine you being an assistant. Well, I was a terrible assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got along great. I ended up just kind of being like social lubricant and a DJ. Hmm. But he pulled me in. And on the first, ass- the first job I did with him, he was shooting covers for the New Yorker fiction issue. And so we spent the whole day with the editor, who at that time was Jesse Winder. And I was, I mean, I just, it was just social survival. I just like chatted her up and was, tried not to look nervous in a room that I hadn't been in before. And I remember I got to the end of the day and I went to my friend Sonny, who is also a photographer, and I was like, hey, I just spent the day with the photo editor of the New New Yorker. Should I send her an email and be like, you know, here I am, this is what I do? She's like, no, wait a month. I was like, okay, fine, I'll wait a month. And the next day, I get a, an, a message on Facebook.com from <laughs> from Jesse Wender being like, hey, uh, I think I have a job for you. Whoa. I was like, I don't have your email address. So I'm like, okay. That's crazy. Ridiculous. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, very if you want to hate me, keep of. asking me questions about times where I got really lucky because there are so many. Um, but yeah, she hit me up and I did a portrait of this musician called Zenia Rubinos Uh, I don't think I did a very good job I shot it on a Yashica T5 I think Um, but it was like a very nice kind of like when you show up in the next town in Carmen San Diego and the snake comes out of the jar Mm -hmm. to tell you you're on the right track it was one of those things I was like oh okay maybe this is not such a stupid idea maybe I can just charm my way into uh, faking out the whole world right and here we are. Here we are. <laughs>
4: wow. All right, Trey. Your turn. Jesse's ready. No. What? I don't, <laughs> don't know Dre. You dog. <laughs> How'd you get started? Um, It was random. So when I was in undergrad, um, I was like a student athlete. I played basketball. Well, so
2: time. I think it was like a s- uh,
4: smallest Division three school called Buna Vista in Iowa. In Iowa? Iowa. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, shit. So the school's probably about three and a half hour drive from... Okay from where I grew up in Omaha and um so yeah sophomore year just trying to find some easy classes sign up for black and white photography get in there and it's just like what the fuck did I get into because it's just like you got to buy all these chemicals and papers and cameras and spend all this time in the room, whatever but I learned the basics you know sophomore year of college didn't think about it just kept moving and then um, I was studying social work, so I got my degree in social work. Came to New York, go to Fordham to get my master's in social work. Decided to pick up the camera before then, just taking pictures of friends and whatever. Yeah, what is there to ph- what is there to photograph in Iowa? Not much. Snowstorms. Wow. Um, so yeah, came to New York, kind of turned my whole world upside down. Just kept taking pictures. Started going to galleries. Just started getting inspired by the whole photography thing. One thing led to another. Did the first year of grad school, um, that summer got a job working in a studio, (laughs) like leading the whole photo team, just like fooling everybody. I remember like one of the first days I got the position, um, the assistant in the studio, she had just like got like a photo degree from like Texas photojournalism program and trying to figure out how to work this uh this light meter, and so I had to come over, and I'm like, can you show me how to work
1: this?
4: <laughs> but, um, yeah, got that job, did it for maybe a couple of years, got laid off, and was like, I guess I'll start freelancing, but, you know, in the meantime, I was just exploring, trying to figure out what it is that really interested me about photography, you know, because it wasn't like, oh, I want to like be like a photojournalist, or I want to like shoot these magazine covers. Mm-hmm. It was more you know, I guess when I played basketball, in, th- in the time, I didn't think about it. But looking back on it now, it was just a form of expression. And I think I got addicted to, like, a certain kind of lifestyle. Because w- with basketball, you know, like, yeah, I was in college, like, studying and trying to get my degree. But if you, were, I was a basketball player. Like, my whole life was, I ate a certain way. I, you know, you travel, you work out. Like, your whole life is surrounded around this thing. And I think... Once I graduated and basketball came to an end, I was like, fuck, like, what am I going to do? Because I'm just so used to, like, beating on a craft. And I think that's when the photo thing kind of came up, it just naturally fit into that, that lifestyle of, like, this thing that I can always be working on, right. you know? And so I think in a weird kind of way, that's kind of how it all just kept going the next thing to the next thing to the next thing because mm-hmm. it's just like it doesn't stop, you know, so think that obsession that addiction to like craft and just like working on yourself and beating on something and that self-expression i don't know just got lucky i guess and what was your first job um well once i got laid off from being in the studio i don't know i was doing a lot of i was just shooting a lot of stuff that i hated um but you know working in that studio i met like you know, stylists, editors and stuff, so I was, when I first got laid off from that job, I was doing a lot of work just from people that I knew in that network, in that realm, so it was still a lot of, like, studio portraits and all kinds of, like, I don't know, shooting furniture, and I, I was, like, I could shoot anything, you know, I could light it, and I hated it, I hated all of it, you know, I just wanted to be outside, just taking pictures, so, so what So, what was, like, the first gig that you got that you actually enjoyed? Um, I mean, it's weird because, like, I never really enjoyed gigs that much. I just wanted, like... Really? Because
1: it feels like all the stuff that I see you post is stuff that I, I can tell that you, you know... Well, like, I
4: enjoy the work that I get, right. that I do for hire, but I'm not in Like, that's not what I think about. Like, if, like, I need those jobs. Like, that's how I make a living, but for me... Like I just wanna go outside and take pictures. Like I don't need somebody to tell me like, Oh, you got a job, so go pick up your camera. Not mm-hmm. Like I just me I brush my teeth and I walk outside with, with my camera. Right. So I'm not thinking about I feel like I get gigs because of that. Like I'm just doing I get gigs because people want what I'm already doing, right? Not because I'm trying to get gigs. But um I guess like one of my big breaks was I think in two thousand fourteen or fifteen I got into the New York Times portfolio review. Um, I met Corn who was an editor there and I think he worked for like the metro desk, and I think he was like already moving around, and he realized he couldn't really help me, but he put me in contact with people at the Times that could, and that was like a huge kind of like jumping off path for me. So you work with the Times
1: pretty regularly, right? Yeah, all of you guys do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, they know what's up. <laughs> I feel um, like we all the same editors. We too. do. <laughs> you want to shout them out? She Big wants Lions. to be here. yeah Big lines Yeah. I fuck with Eve Lyons. Eve makes it happen. Yep. she's yep.
4: the
1: yep. shit. Um, that's cool, man. And you live in Bed-Stuy?
4: Yeah, Bed-Stuy, Bushwick. Like, kind of right at that cross section.
1: Right. So, What's your favorite neighborhood to shoot in?
4: Oh, I mean, right outside my door. Is oh, for real? I've been doing it. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, I learned the first lessons that way. Like, some of my f- best photographs when I was, you know, trying to get going happened literally right outside my door. And it's just like... Yo, you can't plan this thing, or you you know you just gotta be ready. Like you said, you just practice having this thing on you. And uh, but I, I, you know, I'm all around, I'm all over the place. The summer I've been spending a lot of time in the Bronx. Been oh, fun. for really nice. So different than Brooklyn, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I come down from the Bronx, I'm like, man. This is and are you in the Bronx just for fun, or is that an assignment? I'm I'm working on a like this kind of summer Bronx story for okay. the Times for the look. So. Cool.
1: Yeah. Nice. What about you, Jesse? How'd you get
4: started?
2: I was hoping that somehow we'd skip over nope. me and that it just be o- a We skipped circle. over Derek.
4: <laughs> You're the whole reason we're here. What? Yeah. It's true. You are the whole reason we're here. Why, why am I?
1: Because I met you first. <coughs> and if I never met you, then probably en- would have ended my life a long time ago.
2: Okay. Interesting perspective. We'll go with that. You know, it's pretty positive. I like how nice the show is. I was worried that it was going to be like all these controversial questions. Um, I definitely didn't set out to be a photographer. I wanted to be a painter. Actually, there's like a whole list of things that I wanted to be that were not a photographer. You
0: don't make mistakes. And
2: I, I happy yeah, that's a new one. More like a herbalist. That was my and a belly dancer. But um, I wasn't good at either of those things. I randomly booked a commercial when I was like 16, 17 in high school. Um, when I what took you mean my randomly? younger sister. Well, my younger sister is an actress. And I took her to an audition.
1: Can we tell her what she, can we tell the audience what she's been in?
2: She was on Entourage. It's not like that exciting.
1: I but thought that that was exciting. You thought, you yeah, me.
2: you were the only one. I was stoked. Um, and so I took her to this audition and it was like for a singular wireless um, family plan, you know, where like everyone is the bars. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my God, sisters. We've been looking for sisters. This is perfect. So I randomly booked this thing that paid me like a shit ton of money. And like, I didn't ever have money. So I was like, what am I going to do? This is amazing. Um, So I graduated high school and I went to RISD pre-college with that money and I was very excited and I thought that it would be like the beginning of my fine art career and I would become a super realistic painter, but I signed up really late and I didn't get in and I got into photography. So that's how I first got into photography.
3: Kind of a super realistic uh, painting job.
2: Kind of, yeah. I got hooked pretty quick. It was black and white film photography and i was obsessed with the dark room and i loved the whole thrill of shooting on the street actually i wanted to be a street photographer um then and i just remember like walking around uh providence and finding all these moments and being like oh my god i can take a photo of this moment and remember it forever and i remember taking a photo of this guy that had like two lit cigarettes in his mouth but he had passed out and he was just like <laughs> sitting there with these two lit Time cigarettes bomb. And I was like, oh, my God, this must be the most incredible photo that anyone has ever taken in the history of photography. And I took it and all these his friends were like right next to me and they saw me take it. And they were like, you can't take a photo of our friend. And they got so mad and they chased me all the way back to RISD. And I, I was like hooked after that. I was like, wow, wow <laughs> this is so exciting. <laughs> this is the craziest shit ever.
1: Wow. That's why you're so into photographing alt-right rallies and
2: i'm actually not into that i am not at the nazi rally um this weekend i don't are you going through? yeah
4: yeah i, I will you not be there no.
2: no um i'm way too sensitive i've realized to photograph hate rallies you're so
4: good
1: at it though
2: i'm actually not yes. i oh last time got pepper sprayed like 10 minutes into it and was way too sensitive. I was starting to have, like, a mental breakdown and all these swastikas. All I could see was swastikas, like, through the pepper spray. And I was like, I can't go on. Um, So I just don't really think that I'm the best for that. I think there's other people who are really good at it, and they should do that. I would rather take photos of people that I love and I'm inspired by and want to show the world and maybe don't get enough attention instead of, like, bringing attention to people I don't love.
1: So at what point did you get into uh, music?
2: Music. Um, filming
1: concert or shooting concerts because that's that's how I first knew you yeah was through touring with like Flatbush Zombies and um, World's Fair and all those cats how'd you get into that
2: well okay so after RISD I went to Central America I did all these things to not become an artist Um, and then I decided to go to business school well actually I decided to go to like a very artsy SUNY school purchase Um, and study business there (laughs) and I thought that that would be like my way of learning how to make money through photography but I lasted like two years there and then I got arrested and dropped out and it was the whole thing whatever Um, and during that time like purchase is such a music school Mm. everyone that goes to purchase is either an artist or a musician and I ended up kind of just shooting every single band and everyone would come there and there's like you know music festivals there so I kind of I mean I don't want to say became the photographer for them because there wasn't ever like an official thing I just kind of made it my thing to constantly shoot um and then when I dropped out the whole purchase community of musicians seemed to either graduate that I knew graduate that year or drop out that year so I came to New York um kind of with the whole scene of musicians and that was in 2011 and then Occupy Wall Street happened so I was like shooting all these bands and then shooting Occupy and meeting all these like music photo mm. editors at Occupy and being like, oh, well, I also shoot music as well as protests. And then I got a Jermaine Dupree tour randomly. And that was at the beginning of it all.
3: Wow.
1: Jermaine yeah. Dupree was touring. That
2: was my first tour. Fi- yeah.
1: how, how many years ago?
2: 2011.
1: 2011. Damn. And then how'd you link up with Flatbush Zombies?
2: Um, Those are those things I don't really remember that well.
1: You just met them through someone else.
2: Yeah, like, I... You know, I was shooting music um, the whole time that I've been here. Um, And I met World's Fair um, at Fool's Gold Day Off. And that was kind of the beginning of, like, just being friends with a bunch of people involved in the Beast Coast movement of rappers. And that just became my community. That just became my friends. Mm -hmm. And then... I just shot everything for that. I mean, I don't know, like, exactly what happened, mm-hmm. but I just started to shoot, um, yeah, like, all their shows and tours and just sort of anything that was going on at that time in, like, 2012 that seemed to me really exciting and revolutionary and monumental. And um, and now everyone is, you know, much bigger than they were there, which is great, I'm super happy, but, you know, it's also less... Um, maybe, I don't want to use the word exciting to shoot, but it's like there isn't really as much of a story anymore. Mm. They're all like really successful and right. their tours are in tour buses, not dollar vans anymore. Which is great. I'm super happy for everyone. Right. That was the end. <laughs> and you don't, you, <laughs> you don't do
1: as much music-related photo anymore, do you?
2: No, because I shot all my friends who happen to be musicians because they were my friends. Right. And I love them and I think the music they make is amazing and I think they're amazing people, but I started to kind of get attention as a music photographer Mm. and I started getting all these assignments of shooting other rappers and it was great like I at that moment in time I loved shooting hip-hop and music and all the things that I was shooting but I didn't ever really want to be like categorized as a music photographer because it kind of cuts out a lot of assignments that I love Mm -hmm. so much of what I shoot is not music and so I feel like I kind of had to make a pretty big like distinction and like shift away from that because I I just really wanted to shoot people that I'm inspired by, and like shooting Chief Keef. No offense to Chief Keef, he's fine, but um, may, may. wasn't really. I don't like think he's listening to this. Podcast. <laughs> that's not really like what I'm personally inspired may, may. by yeah. or feel the need <laughs> to document. So I, yeah, I've just kind of moved away from that, and I still shoot a lot of musicians. Right.
4: May, may. Great.
1: Well, I want to open this up to the IG Live. Um, oh, well, we're on IG Live. Yep.
2: I thought you said that this was gonna air. That's what that is.
1: I thought well, yeah, but they're they're gonna uh, ask questions. Scoop D Whoop. Um Someone asked in the IG Live, who are your favorite photographers? Andre
3: Wagner and Jesse Lerman. Favorite oh photographers no. who are not
1: in this room?
2: Natalie Kazar. Who? Natalie Kazar. K E Y S A R.
1: Shout out Natalie Kazar.
2: Christopher Lee. Is it okay if I just say lots of my friends?
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's fine. You do all the talking. As long as they're good. Ashley
2: Gilbertson. Definitely. As long as they're
1: good. I'm going to move on to the next one. How do you deal with fear? And this is directed towards uh, Arnold
3: underscore Daniel. How do you
1: deal with fear when
3: photographing people on the street? Mm, How? I don't know. How do you deal with fear? There's not really an answer to that question. That's the great thing about fear is that it Uh, You can't really think when you're afraid you just do what you're gonna do so, uh, I deal with it by I don't know I uh, It just gets dealt with Uh, I guess there was some threshold where uh, I Decided that it was more important to do my job than to be comfortable uh, And that gave me some like a bit of a leg up on the fear, but The fear is... Uh, the fear, n- for me, never goes away. Uh, I mean, I've said this out loud a bunch, but, like, I used to shoot during the day with a flash all the time just because it was, like, a nice shortcut and I didn't really have to know what I was doing with the camera. And and I got used to that somehow. But now, like, I go one day without using a flash and trying to use a flash is just pure terror and I, you know, have to completely start over. So the fear thing is kind of... Uh, there's n- there's no this without the fear, so I deal with it by uh embracing it and trying to enjoy it. Good answer. Thank you.
1: Uh Arnold and Dre, what are your favorite film photography camera shops in New York City? eBay.com <laughs> I go to K&M. Woo! Shout out K&M. Shout out Angel. Where? Angel. Where? Angel
3: at
2: K&M. Angel at k and
3: yeah, I don't know. I I've only bought anything on eBay. Really?
1: Yep. Mm. Um Is there a better is there any better city to photograph people than New York City?
2: No.
3: Uh, Chernobyl?
1: Yay! Actually.
3: <laughs> if anybody's around, that'd be a good place to take a picture of a person.
1: New York City, your favorite place to photograph people?
4: Why not, I guess.
3: I hear good things about Rome. Never been there though.
1: Um, has Daniel Arnold, Dan Arnold? Ooh, has anyone ever called you
3: that? Yeah, they do it. It doesn't really work out for them, but they do it. Um, has Dan,
1: <laughs> has Dan Arnold ever been in a theatrical rendition of Death and Life of Sneaky Fitch?
3: Wow, right. what does that mean? We got a plant. Uh, is this an
1: inside joke?
3: Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yes, yes, he has. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Who asked that question? Uh,
1: N-J-U-B-E-L-I-R-E-R. Wow! Wow! Is he someone who d- who can
3: call you <laughs> Dan Arnold? I went to high school with him. There you go. Wow! Yeah. There you go. Were you an actor? Uh
2: <laughs> I can kind of see that.
1: Oh, our producer has too. a great question. What's the weirdest photo accidentally taken? The
3: weirdest accidentally, accidentally taken. <laughs> the weirdest
2: this is all re- like you need to have a really good memory for all these that's questions. true
1: yeah. you guys yeah
4: there's always weird eye contact after photographs but yeah you find out who's yeah, on you yeah. after you take the picture and you're looking at everybody you're just like okay like yeah that <laughs> <laughs> especially with flash oh on. my god people <laughs> just be looking like what the fuck did he just do yeah took a picture. <laughs>
2: Why'd you do that? I would just make eye contact with people as I'm taking a weird photograph and like smile and kind of laugh and then they're like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to work.
3: As long as she's having fun. Right,
2: yeah, I'm just like, right, yeah. <laughs> it, w- it wasn't of you.
4: It definitely does work. <laughs> it's a really wide lens. It's a really wide lens.
1: <laughs> Did you have any inspiration starting or was it purely self-interest?
4: I mean, when I first got into, well, I guess when I started looking at photographers, it was... Gordon Parks Because that's like The first black photographer That pops up on Google mm-hmm. So that's just kind of like By default Is that a For thing sure. that happened? You googled black photographer? Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> just Do like, they exist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you Definitely googled that Gordon Parks And just buy Gordon all the parks. Books. Where's he from? Kansas Oh wow F- Fort Scott, Kansas I believe hmm. I was from Omaha So I was like Oh that's close <laughs> Sick <laughs> What about you?
2: Um, Yeah, I pretty much did the same thing, but with women music photographers. Mm. And so Annie Leibovitz (laughs) is definitely the (laughs) first person um, that I was like, sick, I'm going to be just like that.
1: Did you ever get to meet her?
2: No, I have never met her. Hmm.
4: You ever meet Gordon Parks? Nah, I have met people that that knew him. Is he still around? No, he just passed away. Shit. Yeah. You
1: you know Gordon Parks? Yeah. Oh, Uh, shit. yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I was actually surprised. I was Derek surprised um because he directed Shaft. Oh so, really? Yeah. Oh wow. So I was when I first started reading about him and I bought one of his books and his stuff goes like all the way back to like Second World War and stuff. Like he did like he did like really amazing photography with like when he was really young. I was surprised at the scope of his work. Yeah. Same same thing. It was like he feels like this buried treasure that shouldn't be what Mm. Like, more people should know who he is. Hmm. Especially, yeah, he directed, it's <laughs> so bizarre because he directed Shaft. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he did everything, yeah.
1: Um. Anything else? A lot of these questions are stupid, like, what are your thoughts of the disease Ligma? So I'm not going to ask them I questions that like is. that. Ligma? Like, I, I don't know. Someone asked if you're Eric Andre. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, <laughs> <country>. <laughs> it's about time, gotta tell the truth. <laughs> uh, Ryan, how are we doing on time? 51. Oh, 51. Okay. Well, uh, unless someone has a really good question on here, I'm going to close it out of IG Live. Give it five Come seconds. On. Five, four, three, two. Scariest moment in the streets. People love people fear, are man. Of Scariest
3: of fear. moment in the streets.
1: I think
4: Dom Kennedy says, "If you're scared of your own people, you're scared of, your people, you're you're scared scared of yourself." <laughs> Everybody's your people. Bars, Dom Kennedy. Now, what are you scared of? Damn. No, I don't. I think that whole fear thing is just weird sometimes. Like I get it. Obviously, it's like, oh shit, you see some shit, or you're like, but it's like everybody. You, everybody has their own prejudgments mm-hmm. of like what they think is going to happen or who that person is or if this woman's going to get mad or if this dude's going to beat your ass. And it's mm-hmm. just like... Yeah, nobody's going to beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it gets, Do you not have the fear? Oh, I mean... That's, there's, a, there's a whole thing that's part of taking pictures when you just see shit and people don't know what the fuck is going on. I think especially today, because it's just like everybody's so curious and, like, suspicious of what you're doing. But, like... You know... Yeah, if I'm like, I don't know, You sometimes you have to work yourself up, and you got to get, get to it, but like...
3: Yeah, I guess you I do really always know. say that, that you get in that rhythm of just like, never hesitating, just always shoot it. There's times, yeah, you I mean, just when you're doing you. it
4: every day, it's easier, you know, yeah. when you take breaks, and then you get back out there, and you just gotta, like, your eyes gotta start catching up to things, and it just, but... I don't know. I also, I feel like I also work in multiple different ways, though. You know, like, if I'm running around Manhattan, I shoot completely different than if I'm up in the Bronx. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, like, a whole different way of working. Right. You know? So, I think it's easier to get into that zone if I'm running around Manhattan because it does become more of the, it's just, like, an endless pool. It's just flows, like, everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, in the Bronx, like, yesterday, I was, like, at this calisthenics parks, like chopping it up with these dudes doing pull-ups, trying to f- make exciting pitches yeah. There, I'm at this park, you know, watching kids play basketball. I'm trying to, m- so it's just like a different way of working, like these different kind of places and like where you are, or what's happening, how you feel like you relate to it. Yeah. Well, you mentioned being pepper
1: sprayed. Was juicy. that your scariest moment?
2: Um, <coughs> I've had a lot of scary moments. Yeah, at protests with police. That was my only really scary moment of, like, with a neo-Nazi. I don't normally, like, associate with them anywhere near them. Um, trying to th- I don't know if you I get very uncomfortable mm. a lot. But I also, like, I'm afraid of street photography. I don't really do... Like, I definitely have fear. If I'm, like, walking down the street and I need to, you know, document, like, an area, like, I want to connect to every single person before I photograph them, which kind of, like, those, like, magical moments that you're able to get when people don't exactly know that you're photographing them, I feel like I'm too afraid to get those because, I don't know, I feel like it's, like, it's, like, something about ownership where I don't feel ownership over that moment and I, like, freeze up and I'm, like, "Eh, is it okay for me to take this? Um... I don't know. Yeah, I guess that would be fear, but I don't really find myself in situations um, where I'm doing much street photography. Um, but if I did, I, w- I think I would definitely um, feel a little freaked out a lot.
0: Derek Beckles, I have a serious question for you guys. Yeah. So, somebody takes a picture of you, you don't expect it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking ready to whoop somebody's ass for take taking really? picture, running down mm. the street.
1: What about you, Daniel?
3: <laughs> I don't You'd care. be flattered, right? <laughs> I mean, mm, I just don't care. I, I there's definitely a conscious part of it that's like, I have invited this, and I can't like, everybody should take horrible, unflattering pictures of me every time they see me. That's fine. <laughs> I and you repost them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. It doesn't bother me. Okay. What about you?
2: Yeah, I don't really care. Really? Yeah, I'd actually rather not see it. True. Always bringing
3: up Nazis. What? (laughs) Nazis? (laughs) (laughs) You rather just Nazi it? Oh,
2: yeah. No, I just like, I, yeah, I don't, I take so many photos of people that it feels very um, unfair for me to be like, oh, you can't take my photo.
4: Right. What do you think about that? It could be unfair. I don't mean, I don't care if somebody (laughs) takes my picture. It's just, y'all, as a photographer, I think you catch those, you know, it's you feel it really fast. It's like hard to be caught off guard. Yeah. You know, like I've tried to photograph Daniel on the street so many times and like so every picture I had. I mean, I got a, I got him a couple of times, but most of the time he's like the face is already. Yeah, you know, and. it's coming.
1: Oh, I've been meaning to tell you this for a very long time. Um, I think it was in January or February before we actually met. Mm. I saw you on the street. I recognize you. You probably didn't recognize me, Uh but you took a photo of someone who I was standing right next to. (laughs) So speaking of oops moments, you definitely caught me in one of your photos and I would love to see that at some point. It's in union square. I know you have a ton of photos from, from there, but I was crossing the street (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> but I yeah, if, yeah if i
4: probably hair. wouldn't notice if it was with a f- yeah <laughs> on a train i noticed you piece it i'm like motherfucker i see you taking my picture like, that's weird <laughs> are a lot of people <laughs> taking your photo no but like sometimes you're on the train and the, the person looks at you and then they're and i'm like i, yeah. I know what you're fucking doing yeah. i have right. a camera on my neck like, right
2: <laughs> if someone takes a picture of me with a camera i'm very flattered i'm like wow i look Interesting yeah. enough that you want to take my photo? This is, I mean, this is a very amazing moment right now. But then if someone's taking a photo of me with their iPhone or, like, you know, a phone, I kind of think they're making fun of me. Hmm. I feel like maybe it's just my, like, paranoia. I'm like, why would you take a picture of me? Are you going to post it on Instagram? Am I wearing something weird? Do I have a stain on me? Like, is my hair crazy? What's going on here that you need to take it on your phone? Mm. <laughs> it. Come on, give it to me. I don't Come on, know why that
3: would be. Oh, yeah. own it, own it. Hmm. This is uh, not so on topic, but... Bill Cunningham hated it. I used to see him all the time on the street, and, all, and I all—I couldn't resist. You always want to like kind of sidle up and try to sneak something at him, and he always knew. Like the second you started getting in his orbit, you get the stink eye from the side, and he's like, what's going on here? Why are you... And he never wanted to be bothered, never wanted to have his picture
4: taken. You know who else is like that? Mermelstein really <laughs> I see him walking down Broadway all the time which one's Mermelstein Jeff Mermelstein um, amazing photographer like OG but like yeah if you take his picture you'll probably hear a couple curse words oh really oh uh, yeah I wonder what we'll I mean underneath his breath he's not gonna know right he's, yeah, yeah He's kind of like to himself or whatever but I photographed him a couple times. and Heard some of the motherfucker. It's great. It's almost like you kind of want to. You know who else <laughs> hates it is Robert Frank.
1: Robert Frank constantly really? hangs out of Overthrow Boxing Gym because yeah, he lives, lives right, right next door. There. He's always just hanging out, like with his belly out, looking like Getting a fucking G. Someone? People go up and just like snap his photo, and he gets so angry. Yeah, and he can't do anything because he's old, you know. I feel bad, but at that the same time, fun. like he's he invented that. <laughs> like <Right. laughs> yeah. what do you think uh what do you think Bruce Gilden would think if you took a photo of him?
3: I wonder. He can't He photos
4: of him. He just like looks crazy. <laughs> he never said anything. But hmm. I think there's a I mean, photographers when you see other photographers on the street, it's like a of photographers photograph other photographers yeah well and it's always also a funny moment for it where
3: this whole thing is so there's like such gasoline on it because of instagram and the way news travels now that like there's a mob out on the street now there's like you can't you, if you're walking on a sunny day in manhattan you're gonna see like 15 other people doing the same thing as you and there is kind of this little like club move that everyone steals a picture right i don't really do it but not out of any principle. It right, just doesn't right. occur to me. I'm just like
1: right. more of a chatter. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to close out the IG live. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this episode will be live in a couple days. Well, not technically. What do you mean?
3: It'll be available, but it won't be live. Yeah, it'll it's only be live over. right now.
4: Well, no, it'll be a <laughs> lot. Li-
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <don't> um, <laughs>
1: so, uh, Last thoughts. Um, well, thank you, thank you guys so much for for coming in. I really appreciate it. Um, you guys really are some of my favorite contemporary photographers, so it means a lot to me um, that you're here. Um, and yeah,
3: did you have fun in this moment yeah. in this room in the in the past hour? Yeah, yeah I liked summary. being in here. I liked hearing my voice in the headphones. Okay, Dre, did you <laughs> have this fun? Yeah, this was good. Okay.
1: Dre had fun. Jesse, did you have fun?
2: Yeah, it was much um, less painful than I had anticipated. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I thought we yeah. was
4: going like, to smoke a joint or something. Mm.
2: Oh, that, I, I don't smoke. This would be
3: a good room for it. I would have gotten really you know? paranoid,
2: actually.
1: <laughs> um, Derek, did you have fun? I mean,
0: you guys should probably do it
1: again. I wouldn't wow. mind doing this again. You guys <laughs> want to do <laughs> this again? Round two? I had, Round fun. Two. I had,
0: fun. <laughs> I had fun. I had fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> like, shit, tons of fun <laughs>
1: Um well cool guys. Thank you so much. Uh that concludes episode three of New York's Got Talent, the podcast. Tune in next week.
3: When New York actually has talent.
1: When New York actually has talent. Wow.
3: Just kidding, we're so talented.
1: Cue and music.
2: Thank you guys. Woo, go Nick.
0: Jenner for the Minolta XG1 the Minolta XG1 35 millimeter is so automatic I can keep taking pictures while my friend Jeff kicks the ball from sunlight to shadow the XG1 changes the exposure not just automatically but continuously Minolta's continuous automatic exposure system helps give you pictures you never thought you could take at a price you never thought you could afford the Minolta XG1 the automatic choice in automatic cameras Fans, the Mets, and Fujifilm invite you to enter the Mets Baseball Like It Ought to Be photo contest. Enter your favorite color photo in one of the following categories. Mets on the field at Shea, life in the stands at Shea, Mets fans away from Shea, or future Mets, 12 years old and under. And you could win a pair of 1987 Mets season tickets, plus other great prizes. To enter, send a postcard with your name, address, and phone number, and the category you're entering, along with your photo, to Mets Baseball Like It Ought to Be photo contest, Film USA, five. 55 Thaxter Road, Elmsford, New York, 10523.